This is Recruiting Daily's Recruiting Live podcast, where we look at the strategies behind the world's best talent acquisition teams. We talk recruiting, sourcing, and talent acquisition. Each week, we take one overcomplicated topic and break it down so that your three-year-old can understand it. Make sense? Are you ready to take your game to the next level? You're at the right spot. You're now entering the mind of a hustler. Here's your host, William Tincup. Ladies and gentlemen, this is William Tincup, and you are listening to the Recruiting Daily Podcast. Today we have Emily He on from Oracle, and uh, we're going to be talking about the new world of work that includes mental health, and I will just say thank goodness right after that uh, as an asterisk. Uh, Emily, we, you've been on the show before. Uh, would you do me and the audience a favor and both introduce yourself and also introduce Oracle for anyone that lives like in, under a couple rocks? <laughs> Definitely. Thank you so much for having me. Sure. My name is Emily He, and I'm responsible for uh, global marketing for our human capital management product. Uh, for those uh, of you who don't know Oracle, Oracle is a technology company. We provide any technology solution you can imagine, all the way from technology platform to applications. And I'm responsible for um, the software solution that's designed for the um, our HR customers. And, you know, at a, at a certain point with our experience, you're not supposed to say how long you've been doing things, but suffice to say, both of us have been doing this for a while with, and, uh, and I enjoy, thanks for correcting the pronunciation, by the way. Uh, I appreciate that more than you know. Uh, so uh, I will not make that mistake in the, in the future. <laughs> no problem. But it's, you know, it's important. Like people get my name wrong all the time. And I'm like, really? It's 10 cup. <laughs> like how hard is that? But evidently it is. Let's, let's talk a little bit about mental health, especially coming out of, you know, uh, the worst year ever, uh, 2020. Let's talk a little bit about how people need to, how HR and how business leaders need to look at mental health going forward. Yeah, definitely. And I want to start by um, talking about a piece of research we did last year. Um, so we do research with um, our HR audience, with with employees in general about the future of work and the adoption of te- technology. And the reason we do this type of research is because we want to assess the attitude people have towards technology and examine the relationship between humans and machines and how that's going to impact the world of work. Um, So last year, we did a piece of global research. We went out to survey more than 12,000 employees, HR managers, uh, managers, as well as C-suite executives across 11 countries, including Um, Korea, China, US, UK, France, et cetera. And the findings are truly fascinating. So the first thing is uh, 70% of the people said that year 2020 was the most stressful year ever. So I'm sure that was the understatement of the century. And 84% of the workers said they have faced challenges working remotely. And 78% of the people said, they are experiencing mental health issues. So a really, really high percentage. Um, And the people are saying, not only is it impacting their 
performance in the workplace, their productivity, their engagement, uh, their uh, decision-making is also impacting their personal lives. Mm -hmm. So 85% of the people say their mental health issues at work, such as stress, anxiety, and depression are affecting their home life. And this is resulting in sleep deprivation, poor physical health, reduced happiness at home, suffering family relationships, as well as isolation from their friends. The um, other thing that was surprising is 52% of the people say they're working, they're not working more hours per week, at least five hours more per week than uh, before the pandemic. And 35% of the people say they're working 10 more hours per week, and that's 40 hours per month. So people are working a lot more, which is probably resulting in mental health issues. Well, there's, yeah, there's no doubt because they, you know, there's no off there, you know, the, with, with not going into an office, you know, there's, there's that line of demarcation, right? That, that we traditionally yeah. have had, even in a remote setting, uh, if you work remotely, it's like, okay, there's a line, we work from this to this and, you know, but, but when that's blurred, as it has been blurred since last uh, January, February, March for folks, it's hard to kind of get that demarcation back together. Like what is, when is work and when isn't work? Yeah, there's no question. Work and life have never been more integrated. And we've all been in Zoom meetings where <laughs> you see people holding their baby on their lap and oh, yeah. dogs are barking in the background. So uh, the good thing is, I think people are more open than ever to talk about their personal issues in the workplace because personal and work issues um, are truly blended. On the other hand, um, people don't know how to work in this new environment where there's no line between work and life. I still remember the day when my company told us to go shelter in place. Mm -hmm. um, and my commute used to be an hour one way. So I spent more than two hours commuting. And on my way back, I was kind of fantasizing about all the amazing workout routine <laughs> I, I'm going to get into. And I, I'm, go I'm going to be cooking oh, these yeah. nutritious meals. And oh, yes. um, in the first two weeks, I... I was like, oh my God, something is wrong because I'm, I was never leaving my computer. I was literally spending 24 right. by seven in front of my Zoom meeting, I feel. So people don't really know how to operate in this new environment. They really need guidance on how they can draw the line between uh, work and life. And this is a new skill we all need to learn in addition to dealing with all the stress and anxiety related to the pandemic. Yeah, because you've got Zoom exhaustion on on top of all the work work that you have to do. I think some of that very early on for you and for a lot of leaders was checking in on people. So mm -hmm. when shelter in place first kind of came about, um, you know, you, you you probably needed to talk talk to everybody, touch base with more people just to see how they're doing, how they're acclimating, how they're, you know, if they don't have their home office set up, you know, all of that stuff that needs to get done. But, uh, you know, it's, it's like uh, similar but different, but it's like PTO. You yeah, know, back, back in the day when, when people had a set number of holidays or a set number of days that they had off, it was, we'd complain about it, like you have three weeks of vacation, right? We would complain about it, but at the same time, you knew that you had three weeks. Like mm -hmm. that was the bit. You knew that you mm -hmm. had three weeks. There's a real clear uh, edges of what was vacation time and what wasn't. And, mm -hmm. and when we went to unlimited PTO for some companies, um, it actually made things worse because people didn't know when they could take off or when they couldn't. I think something similar has happened now where 
we've probably got to go back and add edges back in uh and not not just not 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 i mean we're going to talk more about treating mental health but also i think hr's role and business leaders role of going back and adding some edges so that people know it's okay you know it's, right. it's okay work it doesn't have to encompass every everything that you do and all the times that you do it you know it's okay to take a day off it's okay to be off at after five or whatever the bid is for for individual companies um, I, I and that's start, such a yeah, th- that's such an important point. Um, we've been talking to our customers a lot about what they're doing to address mental health. They come to mm-hmm. us to um, be part of the community and ask each other, the other right. HR leaders, on what they can do collectively because there's no existing bl- blueprint in the 100%. workplace on how to help employees with mental health. And uh, many companies are saying that. So right after the pandemic. Um, many, many organizations, they put in digital listening tools immediately to gather employee feedback, which is really important to ask them the kind of help and support they need. And a few things employees were asking for is number one, more frequent executive communication. Mm-hmm. Um, even though they're working remotely, they still want to feel connected with uh, the company's mission uh, goals and, and vision. And if you take away the hallway conversation, you need to kind of formalize communication uh, process and vehicle. So some companies are having weekly all hands meetings where you can ask the CEO open questions. And many companies are sending out more newsletters to publish information about what's important to the company. The other thing, which is um, something you mentioned, is um, we've heard several organizations having recharge day, company-wide recharge days because the, what they realize is That's cool. unless everyone shuts down, That's right. no one shuts not, down. Right. No one shuts down. You can't get away from Zoom meeting and email. That's so right. people are companies are having extended uh, weekends for people to go and take care of their mental health, take care of their chores and, and family. And that's proven to be uh, really effective. The other thing is people just need basic information about how to set up a home office. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, how to create a, a healthy environment um, in their in their in their own home, That's and right. then um, access to, for example, meditation apps or um, to fitness apps, even tips about how you integrate physical activities in your day to day life. Um, and uh, other companies are offering and making making it easier for people to take breaks. So one of the favorite benefits I heard from. Um, one of the companies is the CEO gave everyone free audio, um, the audiobook um, credits, so they can kind of walk around um, oh, cool. and while listening to books. So they they can be sure to integrate some physical activities in their day to day. I think the I, Emily, I think the companies that handle this and they handle 2020 and COVID and all the things, murder hornets, all the things that kind of made that year hellish. I think the companies that manage that the best are going to be the ones that really thrive as things start to come back. And mental health mm-hmm. being one of those pieces where they look at their employees and they look at the issues that are happening. They, again, the listening tools, like you said, I think that's just genius. They find out what's going on. They think about different treatments. You know, is this an EAP? Is this, is this different programmatically? How do we help people, uh, mm-hmm. our own people? And then, and, then, and then they make recommendations. They're not waiting for things to fall apart with their employees. They're making kind of proactive recommendations uh, with their employees to help them manage this. Because, 
you know, it's not, it's not necessarily prior to COVID. It's not necessarily something we would talk about. Right. It's uh, mental health is not a new issue. It right. was already there even before the pandemic. Um, I think it just brought it to the forefront and also it made it okay for employees to raise mental health issues uh, because now it's a workplace issue. It's impacting their productivity. It's impacting their decision-making. So in some ways it's created a sense of urgency and you're totally right in saying that year 2020 has been a lesson in agility. Mm -hmm. <laughs> if you ask the HR um, teams before the pandemic that, you know, you need to shift to remote work overnight. They will be like, hell no. We yeah, need, there's no way. You know, we could, there's no way we could do that. There's no there's way, no we, way can we can do that. Do that. Yeah. But we all had to do it. And the way we did it uh, is to listen to employees, uh, understand their, their needs and requirements. And you just take steps to address their um, needs and provide additional services. And there are simple things you can do. For example, many companies already have the employee assistance program, which typically mm -hmm. includes some kind of online counseling um, the services. And very few employees are even aware of that. So even just raising awareness of your existing services and making sure employees have the help they need at their fingertip is very helpful. The other thing that really underscored the importance of listening to employees is based on our survey, uh, employees are experiencing mental health challenges in different ways. So going back to the survey, um, the C-level execs, according to our survey, actually have more mental health issues in the workplace because, I mean, they're literally being sandwiched between what's happening to the business and what's happening to the employee. And HR leaders are experiencing the same thing. So they also need to address their own mental health issues. Um, the other thing we found in our survey is Gen Z uh, is more likely to be negatively impacted by the pandemic than any other generation, including Gen Xers and baby boomers, um, et cetera. And the, the millennials are also more likely to experience burnout compared to baby boomers. So when we talk about mental health, there's no one size fit all solution. You really need to uh, listen to your employees and give them the kind of services they need. So, so one of the things that with the research, uh, we'll get a link uh, to this uh, afterwards, but it's available for everyone if they want to, if they want to read the report. Yeah, absolutely. They can okay. go to uh, oracle.com slash HCM. And uh, we have a whole page dedicated to this piece of research. We've had a lot of conversations with our customers about how they uh, address mental health. So you can also listen uh, watch videos and listen oh, to podcasts cool. to understand what other companies are doing. But the most fascinating um, result of the research is related to technology. So according to the survey, 68% of the people say they would prefer to talk to a robot over yeah. their manager about stress <laughs> and anxiety in the workplace. And 80% of the people say they're open to have a robot as a therapist or a counselor. Why don't we ask them why they prefer to resort to technology versus humans um, about their mental health issues? They cited reasons such as um, technology provides a judgment-free zone. It's an unbiased outlet to share their problems. And also they can access technology 24 by seven. So mm -hmm. if you are feeding mental health challenges in the middle of the night, you can, you can access digital assistant where you can access your portal and get quick answers about your mental health challenges. Yeah, it's, it's, it's not the old model of I, I wake up in the morning and then I schedule something, it's two weeks later. It's a little bit more just in time. 
when you mm-hmm. when you need it, it's there. And again, kind of like Siri, kind of like Alexa, etc. It's it's there when you need it, and and not there when you don't. Um, I want to get your take on kind of what do you think's next with, with your research? Uh, where do you want to take the kind of now that you've got some, some great research around this, where do you want to take it? And also, second question is when, when, when COVID's over, how do you think that this is this still a topic that we talk about? Do we talk about it more? Do we talk about it differently? How do you think mental, mental health fits in? in what's everyone has called a kind of a hybrid work model. How do you, how do you think it fits in once we go back to work in the office, et cetera? Oh, I, I think mental, the conversation around mental health is only going to continue. Um, and as a society, we've heard more about mental health issues from um, experts, from celebrities, people are more open to share their struggles. And the, I mean, the reality is whether it's the pandemic um, or not, people really do struggle. Nobody is perfect. And I think um, as a society, our mindset, our mindset is shifting towards it's okay not to be perfect all the time. You don't need to watch social media and meet that standard perfection. It's okay to uh, be vulnerable and share some of the uh, mental health challenges and, and mental health is different from mental illness, right? It's right. mental health is really, bit, really about integrating your work life in a, in a uh, healthy and balanced way. And I think we can all take lessons from um, integrating physical activities in our daily lives, I- integrating mindless activities in our daily lives. And also from a management perspective, managing your employees um, with that sense of humanity and empathy and vulnerability. So I think um, mental health will be um, a conversation for a very long time and is a really healthy conversation. It's going to help bring that sense of um, work-life balance um, into the workplace and ultimately is going to improve um, the kind of engagement uh, employees feel with your company as well as uh, their their uh, decision-making and just their productivity in general. I love that. So the last question before we roll out is now that you've obviously laid down a bunch of knowledge, you've connected your customers together, they're sharing kind of best practices and and learning. What do you, what do you think's next for Oracle's learning around mental health? What we want to do is to design our solution with mental health in mind. And I remember in the middle of the pandemic, there was one movie that was very, uh, became very popular, which is The uh, Social Dilemma. Mm -hmm. Um, And the movie really talked about the um, negative impact of technology on people's physical health and mental health. And I think it's a wake up call for the technology community to rethink how we measure the impact of technology. And I, I believe technology can be designed to improve people's mental health. And I'm glad this is a conversation that's happening in the tech community. So for Oracle, we very much want to take mental health into account as we design employee journeys, design digital assistant, making sure the uh, technology is there to provide the kind of support and services employees need. I love that. 
it's it's funny because we've with UX and UI and even user adoption UA, we talk about all kinds of things and mental health never has at least historically been brought into the fold for users, and and Correct. to be able to then bring that in is just another thing that we also think about. And, you know, I think it's just smart. It, and uh, I appreciate y'all leading, leading the way with this. And I also appreciate the research. So thank you, Emily, for coming on the show. Thank you for also doing, for, you know, making sure this very important research gets done and gets out there. And we'll, we'll link to it and make sure that folks have access to it. But just thanks for the time. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. And for everyone that listens to the Recruiting Daily podcast, until next time. Thank you. You've been listening to the Recruiting Live podcast by Recruiting Daily. Check out the latest industry podcasts, webinars, articles, and news at recruitingdaily.com.